Podcast like a motherfucker. So welcome to Amatime Podcast, episode 55. This is going to be a multi-part series talking mostly about the House of War UB tournament. And I'm going to be joined by a special guest from Team Ireland, the captain, I guess technically the captain now for two years, uh, James yeah. McDonnell. Hey, thanks for having me on. Yeah, kind of captain for a second year, I guess, <laughs> last year, but... I just so did all you the did, born You did so well this year that you just had to be asked for a second year, right? Yeah, and no one else was stupid enough to volunteer and take it <laughs> so. Alright, so we're, we're going to be talking a bit about the House of War tournament um, that's coming up in a few weeks' time. And we're going to do a few different episodes as we go through the tournament, talking about the list we're doing. We're talking, we're talking about the list we're thinking about running and. Uh, when the list gets submitted at the weekend, we're going to do a bit of a review, and then hopefully, as we go through the tournament, we'll talk maybe about how the lists worked and and what happened, and if it went well or badly. So, just quickly, yeah. first, James, have you been doing anything in the hobby these days? Um, I have done a tiny bit of Vermin Swarm. I bought like the entire army book at the start of lockdown, and was like working my way through building and painting it and then I stalled about a month ago and how much did you get done uh I got the bell like 50 clan rats 25 plague monks and two units of disciples done I think and then I got bored but (laughs) are you doing uh, contrast paints uh yeah I was doing contrast paints so it's kind of handy and then the GW texture paint for the bases and so it uh, it's all pretty quick, like and cool. Uh, I bought some stuff from China then the other day to do monstrous rats. So the that's the what, like the character version. The yeah yeah so it's like tyrant on a monstrous rat. Yeah, I'm gonna talk about them later. Yeah, so but, <laughs> I guess that's maybe what you're thinking about in one of your lists. Yeah, all right. So uh, I've been um, trying to get some samurais done. I don't know if I told you I've been working on a dread elves army. Cause oh yeah. With the new Dreadhouse book, it's I, I really like it. So I'm maybe playing Dreadhouse for ETC next year. We'll see. Yeah, it's, they look pretty good at the moment, anyway. From yeah, you're also on the playtesting yeah. team, right? Yeah, yeah. So from all the versions are going, they look like they're going to be pretty good, yeah. solid lists. So. Hopefully, and um, I've also been doing a little bit of work on uh, planning for NerdCon 2020, which is coming up at the start of October, the 3rd and 4th of October. We still have a few places left, so if you haven't got your tickets yet and you're thinking about coming, you can still get on the um, on the tournament if you want to sign up. You can just go via the Nerd Market website. It's, uh, it's going to be in DGI Boone in Copenhagen on the 3rd and 4th of October. Regular um, 4,500-point games. Um, so yeah, there's still places. The tournament is going to go ahead, even with the new restrictions that are in place. So if you're interested in signing up, um, you can either get in touch with me, amatimedk at gmail.com, or just sign up via the Nerd Market website. 
So I think we're just going to go straight into the House of War tournament. Do you want to just explain the format, James? Um, yeah, so it's going to be a UK and Ireland ranked for the Masters rankings uh, event, but Haristo's running this one because I just ran a standard Swiss one over the last six weeks. So this time Haristo's going for a group stage with four groups of basically whatever amount of people we get, so like say eight to ten people if there's 40 sign-ups or whatever. And then you play four games through group stages, the top two out of each group are going to come out into a knockout round, and that'll decide places one to eight then. Nice. So this is kind of similar to what we ran in the Celtic Cups, right? Yeah, it's pretty similar, except there's a bigger groups and a couple more games. I think that's quite nice as well, because when you're playing in the in the small groups, you know exactly what well at least sometimes we knew exactly what armies we were playing against and you know exactly what list you're playing against but this is like a little bit more random yeah each round like just there might be a bit of a surprise at least instead of having to just play the so I guess, I guess the I guess the rounds are going to be Swiss uh, like in the group stages right yeah the first four are Swiss and then either you get knocked out then at the end of that if you're not in the top two of each group or you go on and play quarterfinals semifinals and so on awesome. so I think it'll work out similar anyway to if it was a five game Swiss event yeah it sounds whoever's doing well has to play an extra game or two yeah it sounds like a quite a cool format and I really enjoyed the Celtic Cup format as well yeah UB lets you do these kind of things it's cool that you can like play knockouts and yeah. somebody didn't waste a weekend flying over and then like just have to sit and watch on a Sunday <laughs> yeah so. it's quite cool so uh, what armies or lists are you considering because I know that both of us are kind of considering two different like factions and and I also have a few different ideas for my list so so what lists are you thinking about running yeah so my options are Vermin Swarm because I've bought them and I've played maybe like 6 to 10 games with them but I want to get back into them so I have like an MSU Vermin Swarm list and then the other one is Infernal Dwarves because they're my usual go to but I've been trying to change it up a bit (laughs) sit in a corner and yeah, yeah, all the shooting and just bore the life out of myself and the other person. <laughs> so do you, do you want to talk about what you're considering for each army? Uh, yeah, cool. So the Vermin Swarm first, because it's probably a bit more interesting. Um, I don't maybe someone's done this before, but there's a Vermin Demon for the General, then two Tyrants on monstrous rats with heavy armor, halberds, and shields. No items, just... That's uh, just it. No. Does that yeah, give them a four, four up? Or? They have a. I think it's either four four up or three up four up. And uh, toughness. Oh, sorry, resilience five. Got a drink, James. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we have Chief BSB. He's got heavy armor shield. Two heater icons and the obsidian rock, so just magic as four. Then there's four units of ten foot pads with musicians and vanguard. Twenty-five vermin guard with full command and the lightning rod. Three units of fourteen disciples with champions and two dreadmills to finish it off. Cool. So what what made you want to try this kind of list out? Because you've got no you've got no um, pendulum, you've got no bell. Yeah, so the first kind of six or so times I played with uh, Vermin Swarm, I was using the two towers thing because I thought it looks pretty good. Yeah. 
but uh, the pendulum just kind of gets chaffed constantly and it's stuck there and it kind of doesn't get to do what it wants to do and like I guess that's fine because it's like a scoring stubborn unit and people are giving up all the chaff on it but I thought maybe if you get more like plate cycles are bent <laughs> treadmills are pretty good the monsters rats look kind of bent there's like I think 8 or 9 strength 5 attacks out of the model plus Does, the, they get the toxic, breath yeah the toxic breath weapon is a bit good right yeah so you've got all these Anakin like do all the vermin swarm things that decline on challenges and stuff so you can't get trapped on a champion when you run into you yeah so uh, I like usually as well, I play pretty defensively, like we were saying, hiding in the corner. So <laughs> I thought this might like push me a bit to like actually run at people. Cause Get out of your comfort zone a little bit. Yeah, and practice something else. And at least then, even if I realize I'm crap at running at people, like I can <laughs> justify hiding in the corner. Better <laughs> well, the last time I, I, I ran at someone. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Although I could probably corner with two monsters, rats, and a demon. So <laughs> I might give that a go. And the, so the demon was the only magic that you're going to have? Yeah, so he's got five spells. I did, it'd be cool to have an occultism adept as well, because I love having the toxic breath spell, and uh, the other spells are pretty alright as well, the rot within or the... So how, how did you, um, how do you think the magic synergizes with the list? Um, so the scrying for hard target or distracting is pretty good for all the single model things and small units. So you've got Lightning Rod in the core Vermin Guard, and so for you've hard target for one turn anyway, and yeah. then you've got Scrying to do it again. The uh, offensive defensive skill and agility I think is pretty good as well. Cool. With the monsters rats and stuff, and the fact you can bubble them, I think they benefit the single models a lot. Or then the two zaps work really well with the dread models. I guess they kind of all do the same thing to okay. bring down other single models. Cool. So, uh, what's the second list you're thinking about running? The so, I- the second list is Infernal Dwarves. So, uh, there's two prophets. So, there's a master on alchemy and an adept on pyromancy. And they're both Luger, so they get the mar- the movement 412 and the 4 up Aegis save. The master's got Talisman of the Void, and then the adept's got the book for plus two to cast his first spell. Pretty standard. Yeah, the usual kind of. Then I have a vizier that's the BSB. He's got uh, Willow's Ward, Breath of the Brass Bull, Talisman of Shielding. So he's got a two up, five up with four hit points. And a breath weapon? Um, yeah, he's got a toxic breath. <laughs> so always always the toxic yeah. breath. Yeah, <laughs> there's a trend here. Of, <laughs> uh, then two units of 15 flintlock, uh, citadel guard with musicians, and 14 blunderbusses with a musician shield. So you've got, like, what's that, 44, 27-inch threat range shooting attacks. Okay, ball. so lo- lots, of, lots of small units to help score, and also lots of small units and, to shoot. Yeah, and... They can kind of fight okay as well. Yeah. Strength 5 with the Flintlocks. Uh, two fives of Vassal Cavalry just to do chaff and draw around the incendiary tokens. Uh, two Flamethrowers and the uh, mobile weapon team versions. So, yeah, gunnery teams. Cool. Uh, two rocket batteries on the artillery, so the round bases with the accurate. Um, 21 Immortals with full command, flame of standard, and spears. And then 10 
Torok Enforcers, the baby ones, with Musician, Shields, and Infernal Weapons. Cool, so there's some stuff that maybe we don't always see in the new Infernal list. The, the Torok Enforcers, I haven't really seen them at all yet. So what's the thinking behind them? Uh, yeah, I think it's kind of because I haven't really seen them. The Disciples of Luger are, like, pretty bent, I think. Yeah, but you haven't run, the, you're not running those in the list. No, like, I think if I swapped the Immortals and the Torque Enforcers for, like, two units of Disciples, it'd be better. But I've used them for that Cinco Doingo, or however it's pronounced, team tournament the last six weeks. Yeah. So, like, I'm bored of running two units of Disciples, because... They're a little bit too good. You have all the movement, faint flight when you want it, fearless when you want that. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking, Immortals I love since ETC last year. They're like my favourite <laughs> Infernal Dwarf unit. At and the moment, why, not why did so you good. choose spears instead of great weapons? Um, just because you get to keep your tree up armor save, I think it's pretty good. And you get the extra few attacks because they only have one attack each, so yeah. 10 attacks isn't a whole lot. Okay. And with the oh, changes, so you're, you're not running now, them uh, wide. You're just running them five wide. Yeah, probably just run them five wide with the BSB standing in it, and the breath weapon gives them a bit of like kick for one turn, and hopefully put word of iron or something on them and the cool. ground. But sounds good. Uh, so where, where where do you stand right now with the the two lists? What's your thoughts at the moment? I'm not sure. I really can't decide. If I'm doing the Infernal Dwarves one, I don't know if I'll tweak it, so I think maybe I'll just go for the Vermin Swarm for something different. And cool. See. And maybe I'll just get smashed out of groups after four games and <laughs> not have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> so uh, I've, I'm, uh, I'm choosing two lists as well. So I've, I'm kind of sick and tired of High Elves. I've been playing them for ages, and I, I'm just trying to have something for a change. I've I've been playing Sylvan Elves a lot recently and just realised that I don't like them. I don't think they're very good. So that leaves me with a few choices. So I I've been playing vampires for a while and I have like a really nicely painted vampire army. But yeah, I saw that at Limerick. It's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I, I just don't like playing them that much. I think I, I need to give them a bit more love and a bit more attention to l- learn how to play them. So that that's one consideration I have, and then the other army I have in the closet is a, a B-Sirds army that I've been building for a while. So I, I want to get a bit better with those as well. So that's kind of my two choices right now. So I've I really tried to write like a, a vampire list that I will enjoy playing with. So it can be a little bit aggressive, but also quite safe because I'm not very experienced with it. So let's just go through the vampire list that I wrote. So the plan was, I want I want to play a list where I have some big blocks that are quite safe to use, and then I have a lot of units that can go off on their own and do their own thing, and they don't need to be necessarily babysat by the general. Okay. So the first thing I put in was a big unit of barrow guards with shields, because again, the armor save is quite nice. And they have like a lot of special rules like lethal strike and multiple wounds too against infantry, which can kind of get them through the game without having to have like really high strength. Yeah. So I thought that was quite good. So I, I went with a big unit of those, um, 37 with full command and a flaming banner. And the flaming banner is going to combo with the alchemy adept of the necromancer. 
So then they can get reroll to wound. So then their strength four reroll to wound with lethal strike, which is pretty good. Yeah, it's really good. And then so he's the necromancer is the general. Dead Arise, Adept, Alchemy, and he's got the Necromantic Staff. Because I, I really want to have the Alchemy spells to get the combo. But yeah. then I need the Razors. So he's got the Necromantic Staff, which gives a Bounce Spell Raise. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's the reason behind that one. And then I I wanted to make the Barrow Guard a bit more killy, because obviously they're only Strength 4. So if I don't get the Magic off, I want like a, a Contingency Plan. So I went for a vampire courtier. The all this is an independent list, so no extra core and no um like big vampire powers. So he's got hour of the wolf. So that's gonna make the Barrowguard Swift Stride. He's a, a wizard adept on evocation. So again I can get reroll to wound if I want to. He's the BSB with the Legion standard. So they can go deep, and the high-quality attacks, hopefully we'll get them through. And then he's got Destiny's Call and a Halberd. So striking strength 6, so doing those high-strength hits, and then he's got a bit of defense. Yeah, 4 up, 4 up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly, like on Destiny's Call, 4 up, 4 up. So he's going to go in the Barrow Guard. And then in the character section, I've also got two Banshees who can sit in the barrow guard if I want to, or they can be chaff. Or they can go in the next unit, which is the 37 ghouls with the champion, and make those a bit better. I just think the banshees are so good for what they do. Like, from experience, they're just they're so good. Like, the shooting attack is amazing. Yeah, they cause terror as well, don't they? Exactly, yeah. Pretty funny, catch people out. Yeah. That. And then the last thing in the character section, I really wanted to try um, a vampire hunter, or sorry, a vampire monster hunter on a monstrous revenant. So I went for another courtier on a revenant with monster hunter, so he gets multiple t- wounds two against gigantic, I think. And he's a wizard adept on occultism. So that means he can cast the ward save spell, Aegis save spell on himself. No. And he's got a five pages save, a basalt infusion, heavy armor, shield, and a great weapon. So he's three up. Three up, I think. No. Yeah, three up against ranged, four up in combat, five up ages save, and he can take some cool spells, basically. Yeah. So he's just going to be flying around hunting monsters. That's pretty good, something you don't see. Yeah, day. just a bit random. I think there's probably a better build for him, for the points. I've been looking at some different ones today, so maybe I'll be tweaking that a little bit, but that's at least the plan. So the core, I said 37 ghouls with a champion, um, four bat swarms in one big unit, because I've got Arrow of the Wolf, it means I can raise the bat swarms over the starting size. So the strategy is to raise the bat swarms to eight bat swarms and then just put them in front of something and be really annoying. <laughs> yeah, that, that the, sounds pretty yeah, good. They raise really fast, so it's just like one spell and some. I think people will just let it go at the start because they're probably more afraid of like the occultism and the evocation and the alchemy. Yeah. So I've got three adepts and an extra channel from the necromantic staff. So it's channel four, it's pretty good. That's really good, any of like real variety of spells yeah exactly 
Then I've got uh, 20 zombies with a musician, just as a bunker for the wizard and the extra scoring unit. And then in the swift death category, I've got two Varkalaks, because I need Polly and Lucy in my life. And I have five vampire knights with a musician for some scoring and some high strength attacks. So that's the that's the VC list. That's pretty good. I like the idea of it. Yeah, I mean, uh, it just kind of went from the from the from the barrow guard and everything else kind of slotted in because I have like the all all the ancillary units like the vampire knights, the Varkalax, the guy on the monsters revenant. Everything is vampiric, so it can yeah, so. it can doesn't need to be in the general's bubble. So I can play really wide, which is what I like to do. And then the rest can just hang out in the middle by the protect the necromancer. <laughs> yeah, and just do objectives. Yeah, and exactly. So that's it's basically a really solid middle though. No one's gonna want to fight like that barrel guy. Do you know I don't think? No, <laughs> not with the magic. guaranteed reroll to wound every turn. Yeah, that's the at least that's the plan. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. So then the the beast herds list. So I've been toying with something similar to this for a while. Um, Basically, I played in a tournament in Sweden some time ago, and the guy that won it had this really cool B-Sales list, and I played against him in the first round. And uh, since then, I've been inspired a lot by this setup. And uh, I was in Norway with Herminard over the summer, and he was talking to me a lot about B-Sales, so I took a bit about what he was saying into to heart with the Minotaurs and things like that. So he was basically saying that the Minotaurs are like unbeatable if you combine them with magic. So I was like, okay, let's try that. So I started with, with that unit. So I have eight Minotaurs with shields, full command, black wing totem and a flaming banner. The flaming banner okay. is was actually just a concession because I had 40 points left that I couldn't spend on anything. So I just put that in at the end. Um, and then that combines with the magic. So... I've got uh, a beast chieftain on a, char- a raiding chariot with the great totem bearer. He's got a one-up rerollable save, and he's the BSB, and got a beast axe, and with with basalt infusion as well. So the idea is that he's kind of hanging around, able to double black wing on the minotaurs, and obviously like the versatility of all his spells, really good. Yeah, and then I have two soothsayers one is on a chariot with a wizard adept of shamanism he's got light armor alchemist alloy and ancestral carvings so this guy's got three up armor save and he's got shamanism so if you cast a spell you wound him on a five plus and then the ancestral carvings turn him into like a bit of a combat character and it also gives him distracting so the idea is it's like 325 points for an adept on a chariot which is pretty tough and he's if he's going to go into combat he's going to be wounding getting wounded on a 5 plus and getting and distracting with a 3 up save he's pretty tanky yeah and then obviously the the shamanism combos really well with the minotaurs because you can give him plus some strength plus some resilience you can um, you can also take like chilling howl to stop them getting shut off there's like a lot of good spells, even though you can't take um, summon. Oh yeah, totally. Totally summon. Yeah. And you can't take minus one to hit, but it's it's really. I think even the adept is worth it. 
and it also makes it quite cheap and if I lose it it's only 325 points yeah I think that makes sense yeah and then the the second wizard is just an apprentice on evocation and he's holding the seed of the dark forest so it's super cheap I get the one spell that I want which is reroll to wound and then I get seed of the dark forest so everyone can hang out there and get the bonus to magic if I want to and and I can also like push it put it where the Minotaurs want to stand because they're Forest Rider. Ah, uh, to give them some yeah. survivability from shooting. Yeah, exactly. So, so basically the plan is, okay, I can double tap on reroll to, uh, reroll to Wound, a Lethal Strike, and plus one Strength, plus one AP. Okay. So that's quite tanky on the Minotaurs. I can double tap yeah. on Blackwing Totem. I can, if I want to defend the Minotaurs, I can um, I can put plus one resilience, or I can put distracting with parry as well. Yeah, so there's a lot of magic that combos really well with the Minotaurs because they they strike a strength five with reroll into reroll to hit battle focus, all the stuff. So they're they're a really powerful unit. Um, so the magic is kind of built around making that unit really unbeatable. Yeah, you've kind of got two of everything as well, yeah. even though. You've got an adept, an apprentice, and some bound spells. Yeah, and two of those characters are, you, are can go together in a chariot unit. If I want, ah, yeah. as well. And I also have a razor tusk chariot in special, so they can go in a unit of three if I want, and I can like split shooting hits. Yeah, so they they can also like join a make a unit of three chariots, one with the razor tusk chariot, and then the two chariots and the characters next to each other, which is pretty tidy if if I want to. Yeah, I think that's like what Zuna was doing last year at ETC. Yeah, it works really well. And then um, the last character is a Minotaur Warlord. It's like a little different build because just to be just to shake things up a bit, like it's not the usual kind of Agor's Affliction with Blessed Inscriptions build. So he's got a shield with Willow's Ward. I think maybe that's not allowed. Willow's Ward on is it? Standard only? I don't know. No, I think it's just models on four, I think. Okay. So, Shield with Willow's Ward, Heavy Armor, Death Cheater, a Beast Axe with Fatal Folly, Crown of Horns, and Lucky Charm. So, Beast Axe with Fatal Folly, pretty good. And then he's got a two up, four up, and one reroll armor save. And the Crown of Horns. And he's 725 points. So, pretty much the same price. But he's just like much more tanky than the four up save guy. Yeah, it's pretty fatal follies to hit yourself thing. Isn't yeah, it? exactly. So on a roll of a one, I get to do an attack. Oh, it's his own attack. Yeah. Ah, so that's even better then. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty nice. He can go in the Minotaurs, or if he can run around on his own if he wants to. He can also go in the Mongrel Herd, which is my core unit. The Mongrel Herd thirty with spear, full command, banner of the Wild Herd. Again, combos really well with the magic. Um. I've got two units of 15 wild horns with throwing weapons, ambush, and musicians, and 10 Mongol raiders just for the wizard bunker for the soothsayer. And then I said the Minotaurs, the chariot, I've got five gargoyles with scouts, and I've got two beast giants with beer barrels. And the, the beast giants are just really fun to put a lot of pressure on people and disrupt the battle line before everything else gets there. And these have been working really well. The beer barrel is nice because one, it's like a nice little shooting weapon if you want to. (laughs) 
but the basic idea is you vanguard and then after you vanguarded you drink your beer and then you get devastating charge plus one strength plus one AP so you still get that strength six but you're you become fearless so you don't take panic tests when the gargoyles die or you don't take panic tests yeah. when the other beast giant dies stuff like that and it, it's just really useful and you can yeah, also use it as a throwing yeah. weapon as well yeah. how does the barrel work is it? I think it's something like area attack 3 and it's strength no. 3 AP 1 I think something like that nice so maybe panic some chaff or yeah something. exactly just kill some reavers or some skirmishes or something yeah that's pretty good yeah so that's the that's the two lists I'm considering um I don't really know what I fancy. We'll just have to wait and see. Um, I think what we should talk about a little bit is the meta that we're expecting, or that at least that you're expecting, because I don't really know what the UK are playing with right now. Um, yeah, cool. So from what I've seen, I think it might be the same in a lot of places, but single models and MSU and these kind of things seem to be fairly dominant. Yeah. So, either big characters, so Alpha Tyrannosaurs, Scourges, um, Heroes and Chariots, Giants, all that kind of stuff, or like units of 10 and 15 elite guys seem to be the really popular stuff. Yeah. Um, there's not too many big blocks, uh, which makes me kind of sad, but. <laughs> Um, the list that did well at the last event like were Highborn Elves Orcs and Warriors and they were all pretty MSU as well yeah um, just tons of chariots and stuff so I, I kind of tempted to take my ID because uh, the rocket batteries are really good against all the single stuff and that but it's kind of boring <laughs> yeah, I mean, it depends how serious you want to take it, right? If you if you want to kind of go for the win, then you maybe want to take the ID. But if you want to practice or just play a bit with the Vermis Swarm, play a fun list, yeah. then maybe you just it's also take... kind of defensive. So it's just like I'm gonna put these rockets here, put my army in front of them, and you're not gonna run at me. Well, it's like you can run at me, but like there's a good chance that you just lose a toy or two a turn, and then yeah, so people just stand off. But uh, yeah, it seems to be all big models, single models. I don't. Is it similar in Denmark or? I, if I'm honest, like uh, I'm not really playing too much in the meta right now. Like uh, the games I'm playing, I'm kind of coaching up um, a couple of guys at the moment who are new. Like uh, Alex, if you listen to the podcast, you know that Alex Sassial is a pretty new player. Yeah. He's, he's slowly getting Warriors. into the game, playing Warriors. Yeah. And I have uh, another guy called Pete who's playing Highborn Elves. Who's who I'm playing against occasionally as well. Um, like uh, a lot of the guys in the Amatim group are having kids and traveling and getting married and stuff. So, so not that much time these days. Yeah. But hopefully now when the babies are born and stuff, I saw Christopher and Rasmus at the weekend. Rasmus just got back from like a a, a year trip in Greenland, and Christopher's just had his first child. So we, we got together last weekend for like a bit of a gaming day. So hopefully yes. I'll be seeing a bit more of those guys and I haven't really been playing tournaments because of Corona and all this stuff. Yeah, um, lockdown makes it hard. Yeah, like I was briefly, very briefly at a tournament 
just to say hello to everyone a couple of weeks ago. And I, I just saw like a lot of Kingdom of Equitain, a lot of Infernal Dwarves, um, some demons, some orcs, that kind of thing. So a mixture of things, but nothing like standing out. I know I haven't really seen what the top guys are doing these days. I'm not really following the meta so much. So I think I think I'm going to be taking your advice here on what what list I should bring. So from from the two, which of which of my list do you think is going to do best in the UK meta? Oh, um, I really like the vampire one because of big blocks, and I think like single models don't want to go in there because you can just constantly heal champions back and do all those kind of tricks yeah okay and uh, we are doing but the beastman's pretty good I don't know do you believe the minotaurs can just take on everything yeah <laughs> yeah well then maybe just put minotaurs through things because everyone seems super aggressive at the moment if my if so. my UB dice don't fail me then yeah <laughs> yeah I mean then like if everybody else is like bringing chariots and wanting to fight then like if you just put minotaurs through them all it's probably a pretty solid plan Hmm. Now I'm not sure. <laughs> I, th- I think. I like both. Yeah, I think as we said, like the the VS list is going to be a lot more fun to play, and I think you would learn yeah. a lot more by playing it. So if if I were you, I would choose that one. But yeah, if you want to play it safe and take people off, then maybe the idea one is better. Yeah. No, I think I'll go with the VS and try some new things. See how it goes. The Vermin Demon doesn't seem too popular anymore. So. Is it, is it cheap enough good, now? I think he's cool, but he went up in points, I think, after ETC last year, so everyone stopped using him. But Maybe it's a time for resurgence. Yeah, well, like, 18-inch Discipline 9 bubble, and... Yeah, it's pretty good for Vermin, right? The, yeah, minimised tests and stuff is really good, because when Discipline's supposed to be your weakness, and everything's leadership 9, with Cold Blood, it's pretty good. So. Awesome. All right, so um, I think we will come back on maybe early next week and uh, talk a little bit about what other lists are out there what the meta yeah, actually is for the tournament here. don't trust me yeah. <laughs> and uh, we can see what we think about how our lists are going to fit into into the groups and stuff that we're in yeah I think groups should be drawn by the weekend so we'll... awesome so thanks for coming on and we'll be back in a few days with part 2 yeah, thanks for having me Summer night